T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, I'm happy to be back with you again on this fine Sunday morning. And before we go any further with our topic of the day, I just want to say to all the moms out there, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. I hope it's a great one. If you're here in North Texas where I'm sitting, uh, the weather out there looks, looks wonderful. So have a great day. Now, I want to talk about an article I came across this past week um, in a magazine that tied student loans and, and real estate together. And, and it really got me thinking quite a bit about, uh, you know, all the student loan debt and the, the student loan crisis that we keep hearing about here in the U.S. Now, I will tell you that I'm, I'm fortunate. Um, we got both mine and my wife's uh, student loans paid off after probably a decade and a half, uh, finally, just in the last couple of years. And, and real estate helped me do that. And, and, and I'm going to share with you a couple of strategies today that, that you can use to pay down that student loan debt that you may be toting around or really any of the consumer debt that you might uh, might still, still be dealing with. Uh, before I jump into that, though, I just have a very quick reminder for you, a uh, PSA, a public service announcement of sorts. If, if you tuned in last week, we, we talked towards the end of the show about protesting our property taxes. Right, protesting the appraised value that the county assigns our, our personal house or, or any rental property that you may have here in, in, in Texas. And um, I just want to remind you that the deadline is, is coming up very quickly now. If you're in Dallas or, or Tarrant counties, that's May 15th. That's this Wednesday. Um, if you want to file a protest or, or request a hearing to fight your, your valuation, you need to get that going. If you're in Denton County, it's the 17th. And if you're in any of the other counties around the area or in Texas, check your notification. It depends on when they sent it to you. Um, but be sure and get out there and, uh, you know, go down to the appraisal district. You can do an informal hearing off the street. It's very easy. Uh, if you don't have time, you can protest online and, and at a minimum, get that request for a hearing into the mail today. It needs to be postmarked by the deadline. And uh, if you do happen to get that going, you know, they'll schedule you probably sometime in June. You'll have a little bit more time and you, you can get down there and still do that informal hearing sometime after your, your, your filing deadline and before your hearing. And that's a great tactic to really work with those, those uh, appraisers informally. And just to give you a little motivation, we protested a couple of ours already just this past week, and, and it was just the informal hearing, right? My wife walked in off the street, took a number, and really she was in and out in about 15 minutes. And in that time, she knocked a total of $55,000 off of two of our rental properties. This was over in uh, Tarrant County. And look, that 15 minutes saved us about $1,300 in property taxes just on those two houses. 
And look, that means improved cash flow for us for the rest of the year and, and more money in our pockets. So, and that's not a bad hourly rate, right? 1300 bucks for 15 minutes. So get out there and, and, and give it a try. Now, now, if you've caught the show before, you've heard us talking about uh, creating passive income and building wealth through real estate with the end goal of becoming financially free and doing that no less in five years or less. And, and I want to put a definition to that. We are financially free when that passive income that we've built meets or exceeds our monthly expenses. And that, of course, can include those those pesky student loans that we're schlepping around with us, right? Um, what that means is we're now funding our life and our lifestyle from our investments, from our passive income. And that means that we're no longer dependent on earned income from a job or income from other less reliable sources like our 401k or our IRA accounts. They're little roller coasters, right? Just this last week, um, our president put up more tariffs on China and the stock market reacted. It freaked out, dropped, bounced back up a little bit, and, and it's back to going sideways now. And, and I got to tell you, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not just real confident in an investing platform like that that can tank on the words of a single person. Now, what I can tell you is that my rents did not suddenly drop, nor did they spike uh, when the president uttered words, China and tariffs in the same sentence or, or tweeted or, or whatever he did this time. Um, and in fact, my rents just kept rolling in because it is the start of the month. It was the start of the month. And, and, and I just love that reliability and that consistency. So back to this article I was reading. Uh, this was in uh, Realtor Magazine. It's a May-June edition, and it was talking about student loan debt. And I did get curious. I wanted to refresh my memory, and I looked up some stats on the debt load on the student loan crisis, and, and it's it's phenomenal. There are over 44 million borrowers that owe around $1.5 trillion, with a T, in student loan debt, and, and it's second only to mortgage debt. And it exceeds credit card and, and auto loan debt, which is surprising. Um, now, the largest concentration of that student loan debt is what I would consider a manageable ten to $25,000, and most is below 100 k though there are a couple of folks out there that are north of 100 or even 200 k um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, this article is discussing how student loan debt is impacting home ownership, and what's happening is a lot of folks are, are delaying buying a home until they get that debt under control. And in order to help out, Fannie Mae, the government wants to promote home ownership, of course, and Fannie Mae, which is the Federal National Mortgage Association, that's one of the two government-sponsored entities that insures mortgages. Um, well, Fannie Mae has apparently put some options together to help borrowers qualify before purchasing a home, as well as to help them qualify to refinance an existing home if they're already in one. And, and it's this latter piece that really caught my eye. And here's, here's what Fannie Mae is doing to help homeowners that have some equity but are still saddled with student loan debt. So Fannie Mae will work with the borrower to help them qualify for a new loan, for a refi, as long as they use the cash that they pull from the equity in their home to pay down those student loans, to pay them off fully, all right, 100%. And an article gave an example of a, a young family, not even in their 30s yet, and, and that's just what they did. They had bought a home back in 2012, and, and as we've all seen, markets are appreciating pretty well, and this family had some decent equity. So they did a cash-out refi, and they paid down $18,000 in student, in student debt. And now at face value, this, this seems like a good deal, but I will tell you that something is missing here. Here's the problem. This family took equity from their home and moved a debt burden from one bucket to another. That's all they did. The debt is still there. 
Now, their payment may have been reduced thanks to a lower interest rate or, or different payment terms, but at the end of the day, they've just moved the debt load, and they've gone and taken $18,000 and thrown it down a, ba- a black hole. Uh, there is no return on that money. I have a better solution. If, if you have student, uh, student loan debt that you're contending with still, and you own a home that has some equity in it, look, go ahead and do that cash-out refi, but don't just throw it at your debt. Rather, what you should do is go and buy a single-family rental house or two or three, as, as many as you can take down. Now, take that monthly cash flow that starts rolling in the door from your properties and throw that at your student loans. And, and sure, it'll, it'll take a little longer to, to pay down that debt, but we're not here for instant gratification. We are thinking longer term. We are looking to the future, and you will get it paid down. And here's, here's the beauty in this scenario. Once that debt is gone instead of that money being thrown away down a black hole, now you've got one or two, three or more rental houses, and they're going to continue to cash flow, and now your income has just bumped up. And on top of that, you've got multiple sources, multiple houses that are now growing in equity, not just your personal house. Okay, well, I hear your objections. Yeah, but Andy, what about my debt-to-income with the student loans? Well, that's where you've got to bring a very, very important person onto your team. And, you know, here at Lifestyles, we talk all the time about building a team. And, and you know, real estate investing is not not a solo sport. You do need to have uh, people around you to help you along the way. Uh, mortgage brokers, uh, insurance brokers, your your contractors, and so on. And the person you need to find now, if you want to go into that refi, is that skilled mortgage broker that works with investors and understands what we're trying to do. And and at Lifestyles, we've got a number of great lenders that are part of the vendor network, and and we have used several of them personally over the years, and and always with great success. They'll they'll look at your situation, and they'll know they'll be able to tell you what's the best course of action. And you know, it may be that your debt load is too high right now, but don't don't fret. You know, now we know. Now you can put together a plan and set a goal to pay that down and get into range to start buying rental property. Of course, let me add the way that we buy houses here at Lifestyles, we are typically buying with, with hard money, which is a type of construction loan or, or bridge loan, because the house needs work, and it won't qualify out the door with a Fannie Mae-type loan. So this works to our advantage, actually, because we get the houses fixed up, and then we get it rented. And once there's a tenant in place, well, we start collecting the rent from that tenant, and that's going to offset the future debt load when we do refinance our personal house into a long-term note. The lender will take this rental income into account, and that helps secure the loan on our house or on that rental. And let me recommend just quickly a good book. If if you're starting out and you're just getting to thinking about investing in real estate, uh, take a look at Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. He does a great job at introducing some some very basic concepts around assets and liabilities and, and mindset in general. And he talks about our personal home as a liability, and I want you to think about this. It's because we buy this very expensive thing that in no way generates revenue. In fact, it does quite the opposite. I just had to repair my foundation at my house a couple of months ago, uh, and that was a ton of cash out the door, right? So we're paying for repairs and insurance and, of course, that, that property tax bear that we just talked about at the start of the show. Compare that to a rental house where we've got those same expenses, but we're collecting rent and we're keeping the profit at the end of the day. That house generates income, and it's therefore an asset. Look, if you've got any questions for me uh, on this topic or any other related to real estate, you can email me at askandy at luinc.com. Again, that's askandy at luinc.com. 
You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and if you want to know more about Lifestyles Unlimited, go check out www.lifestylesunlimited.com and register for the free workshop. In a moment, we'll be back to continue our conversation around student loan debt. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. And today we're providing you with a more effective roadmap to your financial freedom. And we're talking about ways that we can pay down our debt, our student loan debt, and talking about how our personal house may not be that asset that we think it is. And, and I recommended a book before the break, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Check it out. It's an easy read. Every library out there will have it. And it, you know, in that book, Robert talks about viewing our personal house not as an asset as many people discuss it but rather a liability because what happens we're throwing money at that house over and over again it's that classic money pit right compare that to the asset which is our rental property that we've bought that's throwing money at us instead right so you're always going to be better served picking up some assets and, and and again not throwing your money down a black hole and that's how you're going to improve your balance sheet and again, because of how we buy at Lifestyles, we're getting our properties at a discount and we're creating wealth through equity capture and, and again, improving our, our balance sheet. But back, back to cash flow, I, I think you can see where refinancing your house to pick up some rental property is a great way to start paying, excuse me, paying down those, uh, those student, student loans. And, and let me transition here to another way of, of thinking about debt and cash flow. And, and this is a great way to tweak your mindset to help you see how you can really leverage real estate to fund your current or your, your future lifestyle. And, and really, this will help get you rolling. And, and I bring this up because all too often, what do we do? We put obstacles, we put barriers in our own way to our own progress that slow us down or, or stop us altogether. And a lot of times it's just mindset. So if you're just getting started, you know, maybe you've taken a look at your expenses each month and you've figured out that you need $4,000 a month in passive income to offset your expenses and achieve financial freedom. Well, that can seem pretty far off and maybe downright daunting and, well, shoot, maybe it's best not to get started at all. Or maybe what we do is take a step back and look at that number and break it down. What is behind the $4,000? Well, maybe there's a car payment in there for $400, $500, whatever it is these days, or those, those darn student loans, right, at $450 a month. Well, let me present a concept that we talk about here at Lifestyles called chunking. And it's a concept that Del Walmsley, he's the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, he teaches this. And it's basically breaking down that bigger number into something more manageable, bite-sized chunks. Now, if you have a car payment of $400, well, look, you just need to go out and find one single-family house. That's it. You can find a, a house that cash flows that much each month. Now you've got $400 coming in the door from your rental property and offsetting your car payment. You're now cash flow neutral. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Move on to that student loan debt and find one or two houses to offset that $450 or $500 a month. Then find a third and a fourth and continue to cover the next debt or your utility payments or your monthly food budget, whatever it is. 
and you can work your way through all of your monthly expenses in exactly this way. It's a much more manageable way to approach this. Again, it's a bite-sized way to approach your monthly expenses and building a, a rental portfolio. And, and of course, we're just talking about cash flow here. Let me remind you that there are actually five ways that we make money in real estate. Cash flow is just one of them. Don't forget that as you add assets to your balance sheet, right, to your portfolio, that's going to change your whole wealth picture, and your wealth will start to grow. Those single-family houses, well, they're, they're going to appreciate with time. You know, real estate doubles in value, <clears throat> excuse me, every 20 years, and uh, they will appreciate with time. And, of course, your tenants are going to be paying down your mortgage for you, and if you are following the Lifestyles Roadmap, well, then you bought correctly and got your house for a discount and captured equity from the outset. And of course, there are the tax advantages. We don't pay taxes on our cash flow thanks to depreciation. So here we are building our rental portfolio. We've started building wealth and creating cash flow. If, if you can just buy one house, cash flow is $400 a month. Save your funds. You're probably still working at this point. So keep setting money aside, then buy a second rental and repeat again and again. And sure, this, this could take a few years, but there are other ways to leverage those houses and move even faster. But even if you just proceed in a more or less linear fashion, well, once you've picked up 10 houses and they each cash flow $400 a month, well, there you have your $4,000 a month in cash flow. That meets your expenses. And if you were working a job before just to cover those expenses, well, now you've got those rental houses in place. You've got that passive income coming in the door. That's working for you now. Do you still need a job? Hey, I think that's up to you. And that's one of the things I love about real estate and passive income in general. It gives you options. And that is why we talk about financial freedom. Now, now the choice is yours. Do you stay in your cubicle at a job you don't like, or do you get out there and try something else? Because now you have that freedom. You've got the options. Hey, if you've got any questions for me, you can email me at askandy at luinc.com. That's askandy at luinc.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will continue in a moment as we discuss the ways that we chunk our cash flow to pay down debt. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and I'm happy to be with you today. And again, to all the moms out there, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. Look, today we're talking about our expenses that we have every month going out the door and how we can cover that in chunks by building up our cash flow with single-family houses one little bit at a time. And I mentioned ahead of the break, uh, proceeding in a linear fashion uh, as you buy your houses, and, and that sure seems like a really slow way to go. And here's the cool thing with real estate. It is fully in your power to accelerate your progress. You don't have to move linearly. And I'm going to talk about that here in, in just a second. But first, I, I want to dive into another article that I, I found this past week. It was a a very sobering article, actually. Uh, I came across this on Reuters, and the headline read, Middle Class Wealth, Still Less Than Before Great Recession. And, uh, yeah, that that's alarming. i, I got to tell you, we hear about how well the economy is doing and unemployment is at a 49-year low, and I sure feel like things are going well for my family, and, and I see tons of folks in the Lifestyles Unlimited community that are absolutely killing it. 
so what is going on in the rest of the country outside of my immediate peer group to, to generate this headline? Well, this article is a summary of a, a recent speech that was given uh, just a couple of days ago, actually, by one of the Fed Federal Reserve uh, governors. Her name is, is Lael Brainerd, and she just gave this speech to open a conference called Renewing the Promise of the Middle Class. Okay, so I got I got curious, and I dug up her speech. You can find that on the on the Federal Reserve website, and and I just want to walk through a couple of her points. And again, this is all very sobering, I think. Um, first of all, what she's looking at is the middle class, and she defines that as a household with an income between forty thousand and eighty five thousand dollars per year. Okay, and and she mentioned in her speech that over the past three decades, the wealth for this group has increased but only at 1% per year on average. And what's worse, as the headline suggested, these families in this peer group, they took a hit during the Great Recession and have not fully recovered. That means that their level of wealth now is below where it had been before the recession. Look, again, we're hearing about how well this economy is doing, and you know, unemployment is at a 49-year low at 3.6%. If you're here in Texas, we're killing it as well on that front. But a lot of folks just are not benefiting. And, and a big part of this simply is their reliance on wages. You know, we keep hearing that wage growth is slow, and that is a big part of the problem. This is where it is incumbent upon you. You have to take control, and you have to move away from those stagnant wages. You have to do something about your situation, and you've got to put assets into place, assets that will provide you with a passive income. You cannot count on your employer or the government to increase your wages to help you out. It, it ain't going to happen. Now, Mrs. Brainerd, she goes on to say that the liabilities of the average family in this group have doubled over the past 30 years, and the assets have only increased by 50%. And, and she has a, a nice graph in her notes that uh, really clearly show, uh, show this divergence. You know, Back in the late 80s, 30 years ago, the assets and liabilities for the middle class, they were in balance. Right? The lines sat on top of each other, and, and they matched. But throughout the 90s, and especially in 07, 08, when the recession hit, hit that gap widened. And, and what we're seeing there is twofold. There is an increased reliance on debt. Right? We talked about student loan debt. We also have consumer and uh, consumer debt, credit cards, and whatnot. And that's what we're using to fund the lifestyle. And we are living beyond our means. And there's a big drop as well in the asset base, which, again, for the middle class folks, that's that's going to be the personal home and, and maybe maybe some retirement accounts. OK, look, this growing gap between liabilities and assets is exactly what we want to cure here at Lifestyles Unlimited. We, we want to take that graph that shows liabilities increasing and assets lagging or declining, and we want to flip it on its head. All right. That's why we keep talking about the importance of cash flow and building your asset base uh, with single family houses or even multifamily investments. We want that asset graph to start climbing. We want that liability or debt line to start declining. OK, but again, the ball is in your court. You need to take action to improve your situation, but you can do it. Uh, you know, think back to our chunking discussion, right? Chunking our cash flow. Take it on a little bite at a time. You know, you, you've probably heard the phrase, how do you eat an elephant? Well, you eat it one bite at a time. Okay. Look, if you want to learn more about Lifestyles Unlimited and real estate education and mentoring programs, you can give us a call at 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565. 
or go to www.lifestylesunlimited.com to register for our free workshop. That's how my wife and I got our start in real estate investing about eight years ago. So when we come back, we'll wrap up our conversation on uh, Ms. Brainerd, and we'll talk about accelerating our asset progression. Talk 1370. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom, and we've been looking at our debt loads here in the U.S. and ways that we personally can put our focus on that and break those down into smaller bite-sized chunks and start working on eliminating those through rental real estate. Now back to Ms. Brainerd. I've got one more alarming statistic to round this discussion off and we'll move on. And, you know, we've heard this in varying forms in the press over the past few years, and it's simply that our middle class has very little in liquid savings. That's that's a quote from Ms., uh, Ms. Brainerd. The good news is that about a quarter of middle-income families do have liquid funds set aside to cover six months' worth of expenses. That's great. That you know, If you listen to Dave Ramsey, you know that that's his goal for you, and, and that's, that's going to be the goal for you know, most financial planners. Now, another 40% have enough set aside to cover three months' worth of expenses, but for the balance, and this is the, the alarming part for me, um, a third of families could not cover a sudden $400 expense. You know, to do so, they, they would have to add it to their growing debt load or, you know, maybe sell something to cover the cost. But, look, th- this has got to change, and I don't want to see you or anybody put into that type of position. We've, we've got to do something to improve. As a nation, we, we have got to get out of this cycle. But, but it starts with each one of us individually making that decision to improve and, and taking action. And here's the thing. Real estate is precisely the tool that you can use to improve your situation, to improve your cash flow and to build wealth and, and eventually move on to creating generational wealth. You know, there's a reason that 80% or more of millionaires in the U.S. have made their money in real estate. It's accessible to everyone, and, and this is something that anyone can get into. Look, if it seems daunting, let, let me invite you out to one of our free workshops. You will learn a ton, and, and you'll see just how you can use real estate to find financial freedom. Look, Lifestyles Unlimited is here to help you. We have the roadmap to success. And, and look, that, that's just it. We follow a, a different, more effective roadmap than, you know, than the peer group that Ms. Brainerd is looking at in her research. You know, they are following the wrong roadmap, and most of us in the U.S. do. Most of us start out that way. You know, that's the map that tells us to go to school, get good grades so that we can go on to college, and get good grades so that we can go on to find a good job and work in that job for the next 40 or, or 50 years and, and save and save and, you know, put that money into a, nowadays a 401k and, and, and eventually retire. And that may be 65 for my age. It's now 67 and it may just go up. And look, that's clearly not working. And the Federal Reserve's own research is showing us that. You need to find someone that has a better roadmap. And, and you can find that at, at Lifestyles Unlimited. And one final note on Ms. Brainerd. She cites some federal research that, um, or some Fed research that estimates around 20% of the decline in home ownership 
among younger adults is due to that increase in student loans. In fact, almost half a million millennials have delayed owning a home due to that student debt. So let's think back to our earlier discussion. We looked at owning a home and, and using the equity to pick up a few rentals to pay down that debt. Well, what if you don't own a personal home? Can you still buy rental property? Well, you, you sure can. In fact, I've got a good buddy here in town. He, he, he owns 18 units, and he still rents a condo. You know, he prefers to lever his money into income-producing assets rather than tie it up in, in a personal liability like a house, which we talked earlier about Robert Kiyosaki and his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where he presents that concept of assets, rental properties, and liability or personal home. Now, a little earlier in the show, I mentioned that our progression in real estate doesn't have to be linear. And in fact, if you start buying single family houses, you'll soon find out that it really won't be. Um, and here's what happens. You know, you save some money to get started if you don't have it already. And you buy that first house, right? And it, it's cash flowing around $400 a month. Now you start saving some more. And because you're adding that 400 that's coming in from your rental property to the pot, your savings grow a little faster. And eventually you buy a second house. And let's say it cash flows around 400 per month as well. Well, you start throwing that cash into the pot. And, and you see where I'm going? Let's say you can get into a house, I don't know, for $20,000 for a rental property. And that number will vary by market and by deal, of course. But let's run with that number for, for, for my example. Once you get to five houses, each throwing off 400 a month, that's a total of 2,000. Hey, if we're not adding any other cash to the investing pot from our job or in other sources, just reinvesting our cash flow, we can buy another house in 10 months. Now we're getting 2,400. Now we just need eight months to get to the next house, then seven, and then six. And we start to see the effects of the cash flow snowball. And when we come back, now that's just one way that we move in a less than linear fashion. I'll talk about some even more exponential moves that you can make in real estate. Hey, if you've got any questions, you can email me at askandy at luinc.com. And when we come back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, we'll conclude our discussion on cash flow chunking and paying down our debt. All right. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom, and we've been taking a look at our debt load as a nation, our personal debt load, our student loans, our car payment, and all of that good stuff, and working on breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, chunks that we can then cover with rental property. Buy a single-family house, offset that car payment. Buy another one, offset that student loan debt. And we were just talking about the fact that your progress in real estate doesn't have to be linear. And just the, from what I've seen in my personal experience, as you buy more houses, you start to build this cash flow snowball. And it makes it the time you need to save to build your, 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 your investment pot to buy that next house shorter and shorter. Um, but there's a better way. There's an even faster way to move. So the other angle that we look at you know, is at Lifestyles, we're buying houses uh, at a discount, right? And we're fixing them up and we're capturing immediate equity. 
Well, if you capture enough equity from the outset, you can turn around and sell that house in a year or two or three, collect some rent in the meantime, have your tenants pay down that mortgage a little bit for you, and you can do a 1031 exchange when you sell that house and convert that equity into another couple of rental houses and expand your cash flow. Or if you want to hold on to your asset, you can do a cash-out refi and pull some money out of that house like we talked about with the student loan debt example and put that into another rental house or two if you can and build your cash flow. And once you really get going, well, you can sell a few houses and move on up into multifamily, and then you'll really see some fast exponential growth. So this is why I said you don't have to progress in a linear fashion. And, and, and with the like I said, with the cash flow snowball, you won't. Uh, but you can really take some action once you have those assets and lever those into more assets, more cash flow. It's, it's, it's great. Now, I got an email over the break uh, from Dave, and Dave asks um, if he can invest in a rental property with a, with a 600 credit score. Uh, I don't know the cutoff, Dave, where lenders are going to be looking. Um, my best advice to you is you, you should reach out in your community, and, and I see where you're at. I'll send you an email response here in a, uh, after the show, but I would recommend that you reach out to a mortgage broker in your area, uh, one that works with investors. And, and when I say broker, a broker is a lender that's going to shop multiple lines. They're going to get you the best rates. They're going to work with multiple investors, uh, not, not, not the big banks, not the Wells Fargo or the, the Bank of America. They, they're a little shy with, with investors. So reach out to a, a local mortgage broker and, and speak with them and see what is the cutoff uh, for credit score. And, and keep in mind, that's not the only part of the picture that a lender is going to look at. They're going to need to see, you know, they're going to look at your cash, uh, you know, your cash basis. Do you have some reserves? Um, what, what kind of income are you pulling down? What is your debt to income ratio, right? That's important. So it's not just that credit score that we, that we need to think about, but, um, I'll, I'll get in touch with you and, um, we'll, we'll get you in touch with someone that can help you there. Look, today we have, We've looked at some of the debt load that we're carrying as a country, and, and we've dialed it down into our own personal lives, and we've looked at ways that we can work on our portion of that debt load. And we've, we've talked about chunking, right, cash flow chunking as a, as a great mindset tool to help us overcome the, oh, the overwhelm that we find when we start to think about taking on our debt and our expenses, and it can be overwhelming, I get it. I sat in that chair at one point as well, and uh, we worked hard to pay off our student loans from our cash flow, from our properties, and, and other debt as well. And look, we're gonna we're gonna look at that ca at that expense load, and we're gonna break it down into bite-sized chunks, and we're gonna start covering that debt and those expenses with path with excuse me passive income from income properties. And depending on your situation, this could take a few years, or it could go really fast. Look, the key is to find and follow the right roadmap not the one that most of us in the U.S. have been following for far too long. At Lifestyles, we have that roadmap, and we want to help you get on the right path. That is the path to financial freedom. So we're going to help you create a more effective roadmap. You can give us a call at 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565 to get started or visit us at www.lifestylesunlimited.com and register for the free workshop. It's it's the next step on your road to financial freedom. And, you know, at that workshop, we have those available all across Texas in the major markets, DFW, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. We've got them nationwide, in fact, as well. So you can go to the website and see where in your vicinity uh, some of those workshops are going on. And we'll talk there about, you know, the five ways that we make money in real estate as well as how we – 
you know, the principles that we follow to provide for our families and run our businesses. And you'll see how the numbers work, both with single family and, and multifamily. And you will get inspired and you will see that you can retire in five years or less. Hey, and you can find us on air every day of the week and enjoy our podcasts anytime at lifestylesunlimited.com. Just click on the radio tab. Hey, this is Andy Webb, and I, I thank you for listening today. Again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I look forward to talking with you again soon on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And remember, it's not the money. It's all about the lifestyle. listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, investing, or tax advice. Results may vary. Always consult a professional before making any financial decisions. If you'd like to find out more about the mentoring available at Lifestyles Unlimited, please visit them online at lifestylesunlimited.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.